1: Okay, welcome to that's a retrograde. Hi, Elizabeth.
0: Hi, Steph.
1: How are you doing over there?
0: I'm me and this zit. We're hanging out.
1: I was thinking about how your zit is like very retrograde because you know retrograde you do the, the lessons old. of the past. <laughs> yep.
0: Sure did. I'm feeling though. All joking aside, so grateful for this show because mm-hmm. it being a weekly show, you know regardless of the theme or the topic of what we're talking about, we're kind of following history as it happens in real time. And what a powerful moment in our nation that we're experiencing. I hear sirens outside my streets. All of our friends are out there protesting in this moment in West Hollywood right now, Mm -hmm. downtown LA. It just feels, Joey's about to leave to, protest here on the East side. I mean, it, this is big. Yeah. And this to have is, the opportunity to speak in real time on it feels big as well. You know, it feels really big. And
1: I also feel like I feel conflicted because I feel like I love the opportunity and the platform and I'm so grateful to have it. But I also want to be very selective about the way that I speak because I feel like personally, if I didn't have this show to have to talk about it, I would feel like this was a moment to really pause and listen and go inward and process and figure out, you know, see where I've been an accomplice and see where I can do more. And really, instead of going to a reactionary place of feeling like I need to comment or post a black square or whatever kind of the thing of the moment is. My mm-hmm. my internal desire is actually to just like consume and digest and understand how I can be of service. So maybe hopefully saying that is in some way of service. But it's just interesting because I I haven't really known what to say or what to yeah. do, other than just honoring the fact that I can see, like you said, that this is a monumental, incredible sea change moment in history where all of the things that were in the dark that were broken and not serving the collective are being, we're seeing them. We can't look away. And that is such a gift.
0: And I think that the fact that we're receiving this in this moment, it's coming through. The messaging is coming through in a different way than it ever has before Mm -hmm. because like, So many of the distractions that we have, sports, entertainment, social life, all of that has been muted Mm -hmm. in order for like this real pandemic of racism to really show its face so we all can take a fucking look at it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I feel like us as like thought leaders
1: in wellness, like I think you and I have both and I want to also say this to the people listening into the community, like we have already started taking on broken systems by going outside of ourselves for our health. You know, we have taken Mm -hmm. a very revolutionary approach to our own health and we've been taking care of our bodies in that way. And I think that I want us to now as a community and as hosts and as individuals to start to do that for the body of humanity. Like we've taken care of our health. We're strong. We're not looking to doctors for the answers. We're not looking to the cops to protect us. You know, we're not, we're, we're going outside and saying this is in our hands. And I think that personally, like I felt like doing it for health was like enough. And now I realize that what I feel like is an actionable step for me to take is to be more connected to and educated on the local and municipal people in positions of power?
0: Here's what I've realized. This is a big thing and I'm sharing it with our white listeners. Yeah. When we put up a Black Lives Matter post last week, the amount of messages we got in our DMs thanking us for saying something was very surprising to me because of my own blindness to the issue. Right. I thought, my whole life really, I rested on my dad's activism, my Judaism, and my white liberalism as I don't need to say anything because this isn't really part of my, this isn't my conversation to be having. Right. Because I identify with all these things and I was raised in a way that was very anti-racism. So I thought, oh, because of this upbringing, I don't need to be in this conversation. That's right. But because things that are happening all of the time, like what happened with George Floyd is still existing. It's exactly why it's my problem. Right. And it is just as important to educate ourselves and take action through our vote as it is to also call out when we hear something. I know that I do that. I know that you do that. Totally. But I'm just realizing now, and here's here's what I want to say, is that like, I didn't realize that my voice mattered. Right. And that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I've spoken to black friends of ours who so graciously have let me express how ashamed I am and held space for that in a way that they certainly don't need to. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying, yeah, you're late, they said, thank God you're here. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what I want to communicate Because like we can, yes, feel all the things. The only way out is through. It's like the same idea with the journal speak. Like you got to get all of the feelings that we're feeling as white people out Mm -hmm. and experience them. But it's really about like, okay, what now that you felt this, what are you going to do with it? Totally. I can hear a uh, protest happening outside my door, which is fucking awesome. Like I want to talk about this and I want this show like now that we know our voice is just as important in the conversation of anti-racism yeah. as it has been in our hearts, yeah. now we're going to use this to do better moving forward. Exactly. That's and exactly like, how I feel. the whitewashing of wellness is something that Stephanie and I have talked about all the time. Yeah. And like this show, if it ever represented that to anybody, it no longer will.
1: Yeah. And you have and, that as our
0: promise. Yeah.
1: I think really what you're describing is just that as a collective, we're waking up to the fact that we have privilege and that there is a privilege inequity in this country. And that's the main thing that we need to admit, even if it's hard for you because it challenges your view of the world or you've been told differently. You know, really look inside and ask yourself, what are these reactions that you're having? And really like have that conversation because, like you said, the only way out is through. And you have to go into those things, you have to look at them before you can really go activate in a way that's clear and productive and honest. That being said, we are having a conversation today that is about something that is a system, an institutional system that we continue to not understand. And that's (laughs) the financial institution in America. So we wanted to, we pre-recorded this interview, obviously, but we still felt it was important to run because it is about empowering yourself with your money and being in a position to not let the system take you for a ride. Amen to that. And instead, you ride that shit all, all the way <laughs> to the, pot gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. And so we have a return guest of Stephanie Bucko and Christina Livaldry of Mana Financial, and we're stoked. And also, Elizabeth had the brilliant idea to hold uh, our roses and thorns in memory and protest and prayer. So for the last eight minutes and 46 seconds of the show, there will be silence. And it's our invitation for you to use that as a time to quiet down and really examine some of your feelings about this present moment and maybe do a little you know, note-taking afterwards so we can all actionize together. And we want to have this conversation continuously with you guys. So please, we're not in the Facebook group, but slide into our
0: DMs. (laughs) (laughs) We're asking our listeners, point us to, if there's anything that is catching your eye, send it our way. Like we want to use our platform to amplify voices that need to be heard. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you, friend. Aw, I'm excited about this money's conversation. Just waiting for money's, her money's. Thank me, but she hasn't. Oh, I, so. <laughs> oh, thank you, Steph. <laughs> I only um I only give
1: compliments in order to receive them back. So okay, okay,
0: All <laughs> no, right. I'm getting it. Point taken. <laughs> Without further ado, here is today's conversation. Um, let's take a timeout to honor one of our partners
1: who is so fucking relevant and topical right now. I'm. So happy that we are here with them. We were talking about Talkspace, which is an online therapy community. And Elizabeth, we were just speaking about how in our last episode, Nicole, Amy was talking about how important therapy has been for her over this time. And then I was speaking with one of our listeners and she was saying how challenging it was to get in with her therapist
0: during this time. So we have a solution. Solution Solution-oriented suggestions over here. Guys, Talkspace, Mm -hmm. you can get online therapy from the comfort of your home matching with a licensed therapist to get support that you need whenever works best for you. 24-7. They've got 24-7 phone or computer and you can hear back daily. So luckily, Talkspace online therapy can match you with a licensed therapist right away all from the comfort of your phone or computer. So you go through, they'll help you find somebody distinctively for your needs, general or as specific as you need. And then they'll match you that day. And I really appreciate that because I, for one, have had moments where I'm making a big swing in terms of my own personal health and and mental health. And then like the next day, I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's, there can be resistance there. I'm speaking for myself. So this really helps abolish any resistance we might be feeling. Feel the call in your heart, sign up and just get to texting. They have people in over 40 specialties. So examples being anxiety,
1: depression, or relationship issues. And Lord knows there's a lot of anxiety and depressive provoking events right now. And if you're feeling that you should have no shame you should just activate and let it out and let someone guide you through it if you feel like you are in a place where that would be helpful for you.
0: Yes, we all need to talk sometimes and Talkspace gives us the support we deserve. And speaking of money, it's at a price we can afford. So match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. Please use our promo code retrograde to get $100 off your first month and help support our show. That's talkspace.com promo code retrograde, $100 off your first month. Now back to the show Financial wellness for a crisis. Let's talk about it.
1: Unless your entire financial life has been a yeah. crisis, in which case, <laughs> turning it around now.
0: <laughs> right. Either way, it applies. Yeah,
1: exactly. No
2: better time to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, I think when you think about the main touch points of stressors that come up during a time like this, money is at the top. I think even if one was on top of it and like had a projection for what the year was gonna look like and a and a solid savings plan and all of that, more likely than not, that's been turned on its head in some capacity or another. So we wanted to bring you guys on. Obviously, Stephanie and I both work with you privately. And for us in our business, we were like, okay, we're starting to make money. We really wanna do this right and come about it in a really conscious way. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being such a useful guide and tool and emotional support and informational support for us. And when that comes to money, I've never had that. I had always just kind of pushed it down and figured I'd get to it at another time and what the work that we've done with you has allowed me to feel on top of it and a conscious approach and to utilize all of the tools that are available to us and also understand what is out there whether it comes to saving investing the various acts that have been put in place to help support small business at this time at other times so long-winded way of saying thank you. (laughs) And, um, you know, to be able to bring that level of knowledge to the show is really important to me. So thanks. And like we said, this is an unexpected curveball for a lot of us when it comes to our finances. So what is kind of, how are we approaching this? What do we do?
2: Yeah. So I I think the first thing to do is to acknowledge that this is a, a painful, a stressful time for a lot of people. And so we really talk about just letting those feelings out and acknowledging them. I'm sure that you guys know in your work and wellness that you know, feelings of fear and anxiety and shame that are tempered down and not allowed to surface are pretty dangerous for the soul. Mm-hmm. So you know, one of th- that's you know, honestly one of the things that we do with all of our clients is let's just talk about how it feels and that acknowledgement will open up so much freedom for you.
1: Yeah, that was like the biggest thing in our work together was realizing that there's such a deep story and these things like this trigger that even more significantly. Like I've spoken with friends of mine who I would think wouldn't have any financial concern just based on the way that they live their lives and I know what they do for work and whatever and everyone's getting it in a level that they weren't even conscious that they possessed. So I think that's really important. You're seeing
3: this everywhere and and the fact is is that life will always change and it's going to throw us more of these things. This is more severe than than what we could have ever imagined it was going to be. But what we have to do is continue to focus on what we can control and the actions that we can take to reevaluate, you know, what what's happening right now and And what can I do to just get some progress? It doesn't need to be a plan that's going to be five years from now, but really, what are you going to do over the next week to make some change and and start to put yourself into that positive trajectory? And in our
2: conversations with so many of our clients and and even friends and, and, and colleagues, there's been so many beautiful stories that have emerged from this. You know, out of job loss comes a realization that, hey, I actually hated my job. So how can I build a different skill set, right, to, to change based on the market environment? The economy is, is we think, is, is changing permanently, right? Explain
1: There's gonna be... that. Yeah, talk about that a little bit.
2: So, I, so we think, I mean, the travel industry is a, a really good example. And so we have a lot of friends in travel that, that worked as, you know, travel agents or worked in hotels that have been furloughed for, you know, a very long time.
3: Or like thinking about the restaurant industry, you know, you're seeing a lot of restaurants do a lot of super dynamic shifts in terms of having an online presence and actually thinking about like, okay, what can we do to continue making money? And with restaurants it's super challenging because like they can't work at like a 50% occupancy rate and actually make money. So they have to think yeah. about how to diversify the business. And I think actually some of the stuff that they're doing today, the most successful restaurants are going to keep doing that even beyond because they're creating a new income stream. And mm-hmm. and you know, while expenses is one side of the equation, income is the other. And so it's super important to think How can I diversify my income? How can I keep building? You know, what are my skills and what are the things that I can do today that actually will will go into the future and thinking about online presence technology, like how to leverage that?
0: Obviously, every industry is touched by this either directly or indirectly. So for us on a personal level, what should be top of mind for us is we're keeping an eye on the finances.
2: So just the way that we we're guiding you guys to diversify your investment portfolio. Which is like gonna need a second
1: lesson on that. We got off the phone and I sidebarred with Elizabeth from our last meeting and I was like, I don't know what was just taught to us. And she was like, yeah, that's important (laughs) to hear. We'll do it again. It's not you guys, it's me being like graphs, numbers, future. I don't know.
2: (laughs) It can be overwhelming. We try to embed investment education in every meeting that we have with clients. Cool. But, but just the way that we guide our clients to diversify their investment portfolio, as Stephanie mentioned, like diversifying your income stream right now is mm. so important, especially with, you know, self-employed individuals, freelancers, small business owners. We've been on the phone guiding community members to just think about other ways to bring in income that's not their primary source of income. So as just the self-employed individual, can you get involved in online classes, for example? Do you have a skill set? You know, my husband has a storytelling course now. Um, is there something that you're doing cool. that the rest of the world might want to hear?
3: Yeah, and then, you know, just from like an income perspective, there's a lot of federal programs out there now and state programs that exist. So you know, if income is really like a difficult thing right now, there's a couple things. So unemployment insurance has been expanded. So the federal government is tacking an additional $600 a week onto your unemployment insurance. Until July. Until July. Um, There's also economic injury disaster loans. So the Small Business Association, if you went to sba.gov, you can actually apply for a federal grant to help you during this time. A lot of states have the same kind of grants. So on the income side, you know, thinking about the diversification and also thinking about, you know, what grants are available to me. And then the other side of the equation is really expenses. You know, we've we've seen across the board, like, yes, people are spending more money on groceries. That is totally normal. So if you're spending more money on groceries, understand that everyone is. But there's a lot of things that have been cut back. So, you know, travel, restaurants, entertainment, Uber, Lyft, you know, all of those things People aren't spending that same amount of money. So it creates a really great opportunity to start strategizing on like, where do I want my money to go? Because you actually have the advantage of saving right
1: now. Yeah. We kind of got like unlocked from like our own personal like financial matrix as far as like, you know, you feel like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Now you're like, oh, actually... That's not really the case,
0: Yeah, like the chalkboard has been wiped clean. And yeah, you can kind of like rededicate where we're putting our funds and how we're saving and what we're spending on. I definitely have felt that in my own life.
2: And that's where that visioning process is so vitally important. to understand if you know if you if you died tomorrow, like what would you regret the most, right? Who would you regret not being? What would you regret not doing? And so those are the reasons why we ask those questions.
0: Yeah. Will you speak a little bit more to that? Because that is what I feel connects us so much to the work you do around money is really that emotional component. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Steph and I see, as, as she mentioned, like we see graphs, we see numbers, we're like, Ugh, that doesn't connect. So we always
2: say that my skills combined with Stephanie's skills We can guide basically anyone through any financial life event with with a lot of clarity. And so I'm a registered life planner with the Kinder Institute. And really what that means is that I'm, I'm trained to be able to really take people's highest dreams and align it with their money.
1: I know. And you talk with such a lovely, soothing tone. We're like, now you're sitting on the beach. You've written that thing. And you're just like yes, yes, yes. Like I was thinking about this stuff. You actually moved. I know,
2: closer to the beach. You did it,
1: (laughs) making strides all because of your beautiful,
0: meditative, financial visioning voice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, guys, we're gonna take a second to uh, shout out one of our partners today, a tried and true friend over here, Ritual Vitamins. We all deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, and that's why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. That's right, my friend Kat Schneider and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested a new normal.
1: Not only have they obsessively researched each nutrient in their visionary woman's multivitamin, they have chosen forms that are fully is absorbable by the body. You guys know that's the hill that I die on. Take vitamins that actually worked And they are clinically tested, meaning they're scientifically backed, which I definitely don't think that uh, many of your run-of-the-mill... Vitamins can say for themselves. Multi-Vs are.
0: They're left out mystery additives, synthetic fillers, and shady extras that can be found in some traditional multivitamins. And they're committed to showing us their nutrients, where it came from, and why they chose it. They call that traceability. That's right. And there's a no-nausea tablet inside of the
1: beautiful bottle of vitamins. So you can take them on an empty stomach, which I feel like is really important because I only usually remember to take my vitamins when I'm going to eat. But then somehow when I'm done eating, I forget to take them. Yeah, it's like a- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was kind of what like sealed the deal for me with ritual vitamins, two things, that that you can take it on an empty stomach mm-hmm. and also that it, they can deliver it right to our doorstep. yeah. So you're never running out. You're never having to run to the store. I also like that you can easily cancel it at any time if you need to. If you're young,
1: start taking ritual now so you don't have to take other more intense repair
0: vitamins later is my vibe. There's something about like when we just welcome in like that new little ritual within our day, it almost sets the tone for like a domino effect of more little things we do throughout our day to take care of us. That's so true. So... I find that when I take the moment to take my ritual and, you know, really sets the tone. So, if you want to set the tone. Head over to ritual.com. That's R-I-T-U-A-L.com slash retrograde to start your ritual today. And you'll get 10% off during your first three months wow. at ritual.com slash retrograde. Guys, daily changes can lead to big results so start small today. Ritual is offering our listeners ten percent off their first three months. Ritual.com slash retrograde. Head on Get over, over. There, guys. You need the strength.
1: Sorry, you were saying. I just wanted to speak on the fact that it really is an amazing skill. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well,
2: so 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 what it is is it is really a, a retraining your brain to think about priorities in life. And so we start with the most open ended question of, if you had all the money in the world. Now and in the future, you had no need for money. How would you spend your time? What would you spend your time doing? And that's really important to to first kind of start there because that's when the brainstorming happens. We love brainstorming with our clients because there may be a time where you actually don't need to earn money. And so, how would you fill your life with purpose? Right. And then we narrow it down to to the next question where we actually say that you you know you visit a doctor who says that you've. You know, you have five to ten years to live. So with a limited time frame and and not unlimited funds, how would you change your life? What would you spend your time doing? Right. And and that's actually where some of the, the beautiful moments of freedom start coming up for me. And and I understand from you guys, once I listen to what you'd start doing in the five to ten years and what you'd stop doing, frankly, those are the things that we also remember to remind you a year down the road, two years down the road. Remember when we talked about this?
3: Because it's so easy to forget. You get caught up in your life and then all of a sudden, you know, that chalkboard is full again and you think you can't eliminate anything, but it's a good reminder to always go back. And then the final
2: question is that 24 hours question. And it's not, how would you spend those
1: 24 hours? Oh, sad. I think I was crying when you asked me that.
2: Every one of our clients cries. It's okay. Uh, I cry, <laughs> frankly. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> but it's really, that question has really been authored to, to create that, that immediate, what, you know, who would you regret not being and not doing and not seeing in, that, in this <laughs> world? And in our opinion, this is what our, this is our job, is to get you to experience and be all of those things in as quick a time as possible.
1: And not let money be the thing that fucks you up and stands in your way. Right. That's right. Because
3: people always forget that you can really have anything you want, but you can't have everything you want. And so that prioritization is probably the most important decision that you make in your financial life.
1: You know, about this time too, it's kind of interesting what you guys were saying, like how in the devastation or in the the losing the job or the furloughed and, or all of these things, like it is this opportunity to really tap into that creativity of, of the work that you do and give yourself the space because all of a sudden you don't, even though it feels like you're losing something, all of a sudden you actually don't have the block that's standing in your way to even, because sometimes when you have a structured life, you can't imagine being outside of it because it's like, it's all you can see.
0: So how do you approach financial planning in a time like this, where things are so certain. And as you mentioned, industries such as travel as hospitality, completely turned on its head. So there's really like how to plan for what feels unplannable. Absolutely.
3: There's, I mean, there's different things. So, you know, if someone doesn't have an emergency fund set up already, then now is the time to establish that. That's the okay. first and foremost thing to give your future self flexibility. So, and
0: what does an emergency fund look like? Like what are the components that we should be considering? So it should
3: be, it should be three to six months of your expenses. We say three months for a single individual, no mortgage, no like, like big overhead expenses, six months more for a family. So maybe it's two incomes or one income, but it's really, you know, there's a family relying on that money. Um, and it should really cover all of your expenses for that period of time. So if there ever was job loss or if there ever was, uh, you know, a medical emergency or just, you know, a you want to take a break at that, all of those things, that emergency fund will come into play. And we'd also say that
2: if you're in one of those, those kind of industries, that's a little less stable, like travel or hospitality, we would encourage you, even if you're single to, to increase that emergency fund. So maybe more towards a six month, six months of expenses, if you're in one of those industries.
3: And, okay, and the okay. way we'd structure that is just in a high yield savings account. So a high yield savings account is just basically like a savings account, but why they call it high yield is because it's paying a higher level of interest. So people are probably wondering if they already have a high yield savings account, like why is my interest rate going down like every time I check? And the fact is, is that it relates to interest rates in the US. So when the Federal Reserve drops rates, Those rates are also going to come down, but that's still, you know, a heck of a lot more. Like if you look at the major banks, they're paying you like 0.04% return on your cash. cash. So your
2: high yield savings account is not at a major bank. It's also Mm -hmm. separate from your checking account. So, we actually typically recommend that it's not in the same bank that your checking account is in. Why is that? Because of the the psychological factoring there. It's really, you do not want to be able to touch and see that high yield savings account every day because of the fact that your brain will say, hey, I have that money to spend. And so, it's a little, just a little trick to even not even have the app of that high yield savings account on your phone. You want to keep that as far away from your cognition as possible. Right. I get that. Like, cost.
0: I see that money. I can we, get
1: that pair of shoes. We <laughs> actually
0: had a question from a listener on if there's obviously so many savings account options outside of you know the the big banks. What do you guys recommend? Can you point our listeners to a specific one that you guys has your stamp of approval? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. So,
3: you know, really, you do want like a good institution. And you, basically, these things are FDIC insured, which means that if the institution fails, the federal government will step in and actually provide that fund. But honestly, do you want to have that headache? If the institution's failing, it's probably at the time the Ineed your emergency fund. And so for us, Finding like a big institution is an important part. The three that we recommend uh, quite often to our clients, there's actually a few more, but Marcus is a Goldman Sachs company, super easy to set up and they just make it so easy. You can also like buy um, certificates of deposit within there, which is a way just to lock in a rate for a period of time. Like Capital One has, has a performance savings account. American Express has a high yield savings account. Ally Bank has a high yield savings account. So those would be a few that uh that we recommend.
0: Those are good tips. I think there's just like an overwhelm, I think, if we go in blindly and without, you know, where to put it. And it's important. It's like our monies. It's our money.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so again, so high yield savings means that it's going to like like Stephanie said, the bigger banks like Bank of America or Chase, you know, they're gonna they're if you have a savings account with them they're probably going to pay you an interest rate of like 0.04%. A high-yield savings account will pay you right now about like 1.3%. 1% difference, definitely worth it. Still not enough to keep up with inflation in our opinion, which is why we'll talk a little bit later about the need to invest in addition to putting things in a high-yield savings account.
0: Okay, what else when it comes to this particular money in crisis moment. Any other big tips for us? I think there's a
3: learning of look at what you're not spending money on right now and think about how that feels. And like what aspects of your today life do you want to bring into your future life? Because things are going to go back to normal. They inevitably do. It may be a new normal, but inevitably we're going to have all the same distractions that we've always had. So we like to really think about, you know, people are saving more money than ever, at least from what we're seeing. And so it's a great opportunity to think about where do you want to put your money and, and both in terms of now and in the future. Um, and so like
2: examples of that is like, you know, I think all of us, you know, have housekeepers in LA, right? Or if you um, went out to dinner three times a week pre-COVID, you know, how much are you saving now that you're kind of forced to not have that? And how does that feel? So I went from having a housekeeper four times a month to twice a month and just realizing, hey, you know, I can save this amount of money and that can go towards another dream of mine.
1: Yeah, you're like, I'm not that messy. I
2: mean I am. <laughs> Radical self-reliance. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can do my own dishes apparently. Okay, I get that. Also none of us got our hair and nails done, any sort of like massage, body work, any any of the like normal like wellnessy things just from like our thematic life po- point of view, like all those things went away.
0: And also realizing like what I can access from home that evokes that same feeling that has been Kind of like this wellness detective work that I've done on a budget, and that's been a really cool outcome. Just to like on the the th- so retrograde theme of it all. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. That's Face what I'm tools, saying. guys. Yeah. Foam rolling your stomach instead <laughs> of getting a lymphatic massage. Turns out it works. <laughs> <laughs> there you go
3: even like pushing out things. So, you know, like when you bring up hair and nails, it's like, we we all thought we had a specific schedule that we had to adhere to. And even by pushing things out, it's amazing how over time that really racks up. Like, you know, you can save a lot of money if you're like, okay, you know what, I need to do X this month. And you're like, well, actually we're towards the end of the month. Like, could I wait two more weeks and just kind of having a little more discipline instead of being so reactionary that can really start to build wealth.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's great. And I like to honor the positive things that come from this. And if we're able to like reassess our spending habits and find what maybe isn't so necessary, amen to that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, when we think about the third question, so much of the time, it's like family, loved ones, that's really what gets brought up in there is like, really just spending time with the people you care about the most. So like, how has making dinner every night shifted your family dynamics? Like what kind of conversations are? is this enabling you to have with your children or with your partner? that you might not have had before, because you're just devoting the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think we all, you know, we take time for granted, because it's just our lives. And that's sort of what we do. But this time has actually enabled us to think about, well, what am I getting out of that? You know, not only from a money perspective, but also from a, a high quality life perspective.
1: Certainly. Hey, Elizabeth. Yeah. What's that you're snacking on over there? Oh, it's my granola. Your granola.
0: Yeah, I have granola now. Like you maybe you've it? seen it. It's available at Whole Foods Sprouts, Target, Kroger, Walmart, and online at Thrive Market, Amazon, and PurelyElizabeth.com. Okay, now you're just bragging, and by the way,
1: no, that's not your brand.
0: <laughs> I know, but I always <laughs> wish it was. I'm obsessed with Purely Elizabeth. It is the official granola of my narcissism and it tastes fucking delicious. Every flavor. Oh, I said a bad word. What? fucking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember when we first discovered this granola, you were like, it's mine. And now (laughs) you manifested it to be a partner on the show. And And now it's all of ours. I'm so grateful to be in your stead. We are talking today (laughs) about the Purely Elizabeth Grain-Free Granola with MCT oil. And guys, it's a true delight. It's chocolate hazelnut grain-free granola with MCT oil. It is from Fairtrade dark chocolate chunks and hazelnuts combined
0: with superfood seeds for an irresistible clustery delight. It's really delicious. And there's so many flavors. All of their products are non-GMO, project verified, certified gluten-free and made with organic ingredients. And I love that Purely Elizabeth is a B Corp and woman-owned business. Couldn't have done it better myself, really. Their Purely Elizabeth products are made with innovative nutrient-rich ingredients that add delicious flavor and texture To our foods. Like, I love that they use MCT oil because MCT oil, as we know, is a type of fatty acid derived from coconut oil, and Mm. it can be more easily digested and converted into energy compared to other fats, helping to keep you full longer. MCT oil, not just for your coffee anymore. So, we just are big, big fans, and we're very excited to be offering that. So, retrograde listeners, 25% off their first order on all purely Elizabeth products. We say try the hazelnut granola. Don't forget to use the code retrograde. Yeah, check out purelyelisabeth.com. We love it so much. Now back to the show. Okay. Are there any other resources or tools that you could point our listeners to? Obviously, you mentioned some of the unemployment acts that uh, have been made available. I can't help but imagine that there's, it's hard to know where to start. Well, so
2: so saving money tips have been kind of paramount in in this time. And so for us, one of the easy ways is that, you know, none of us are driving very far anymore, especially you Angelinos, um, where, you know, a lot of us were putting tons of miles on the car. And so one simple money-saving tip is to call your car insurance company and adjust your mileage because your car insurance premiums are based on the amount of miles you cover each year. So uh, both Stephanie and I saved a significant amount of money because we are no longer driving anywhere. anymore,
3: And it doesn't have to be forever. Like when I called the company, and was like, Hey, I'm driving like seven miles a week now. <laughs> and kind of, they kind of laugh, but they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, all right, well, do I need to call back and let you know that I'm no longer driving seven miles a week? And they're like, no, it's a really low amount. So we'll check in with you in a couple of months. So insurance companies are recognizing that, you know, they have to, they have to treat their customers. Well, there's Otherwise, they're going to lose them. There's tons of competition there. So it's a super easy way, even even beyond now. Like if you just recognize, hey, for some reason, my life's changed a bit and I actually don't need to drive as much. You can make a change on a month to month basis.
0: Lots of questions around saving. This one in particular asks, best way to start planning for retirement when you're in your 20s and 30s?
2: Oh, we love this question. <laughs> because first of all, it shows so much foresight. In your 20s and 30s, if you're thinking about retirement, you're so ahead of the game. It's amazing. You know, the the stats are pretty incredible about people right now who are retiring, the baby boom generation. And the average baby boomer has saved something like $25,000 for retirement, which clearly is not going to be enough for a 30 to 35-year retirement. Um, So our best advice is to get started and get started as soon as possible investing and investing has this concept of the miracle of compound interest which is one of the most powerful forces in the world so if you have a 401k with your company our best advice is to contribute as much as you can to that if you have a company match if the if the company is matching at least contribute that company match
0: okay can you explain like kind of ballpark what a good number feels like for- in your mind? Yeah. So we always
3: say, you know, try and save 15% um, of, of your income into savings. And with the 401k, it's a tax preference vehicle. So basically, when you save in that account, it's gonna grow tax-free all the way through retirement, which is a really incredible thing. Not not all countries around the world have this sort of vehicle. So we love having you try and do as much as you possibly can in that 401k but honestly, even a little bit counts because any amount that you can stick in there is, first, it's going to be out of your checking account, so you're not going to spend it. And second, you can save a lot less on a monthly basis the sooner you start. So if you think about like, let's say you make 80 80 grand a year,
2: make 80 grand a year and you contribute 10,000 of that to your 401k, you're only going to be taxed as if you're earning 70 grand a year, which will actually bump you down a tax bracket. So you're actually going to be paying less to taxes and you're going to be actually making more in your investment account
1: going forward.
2: Does that make sense, Steph?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I can see your dumb math brain is like trying to process everything that's being said. No, it does make sense because you're getting tax on a lower income, but you're yeah. still making the same amount of money. So
2: you don't need to pay tax on that 10 grand yeah. and that 10 grand will continue to grow from an investment perspective for the next, you know, if you're 20, it will it will grow for the next 40 years. Wow.
0: So back to like the high yield savings account, how do we figure out what should be put in the 401k versus what goes into the savings account if both are the intention is to have both of them not be touched? Awesome question.
3: Yeah, it's going to depend on a person by person basis, but if you really have nowhere to start, just start 50/50. Get some okay. for your future and some for now because the fact is is that just starting that process, you can increase it over time. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, I'm not maxing these things out. That's okay. But like just starting that and getting it automated is, is absolutely the best first step.
2: So again, for the for the high yield savings account, you want your emergency fund, but you also want that to serve as like, you know, your travel fund. When we start traveling again, you'll want to use that high yield savings account you know, to to pull for some of that, that travel expense, right? So it doesn't come out of your monthly expenses. You want to save ahead of time for that.
0: How about when it comes to debt? What if this question says, what if we feel like we're just too far gone with debt to ever rectify it? Where to even start?
3: The first thing I would do is pick up the phone and call your bank. Every single bank will at least, I mean, maybe not every single, but so many banks will provide you with a payment plan option. And so, you know, the biggest thing about credit card debt and why it is the most expensive debt is because the interest rates on it are like 30%. And Mm -hmm. so if you think about it, if you owe $10,000 on a credit card, that means you're going to be paying $3,000 of interest every year on top of that. And for someone who's trying to pay that down, that hurdle is really, really difficult to get over. But what we've seen is that when people just pick up the phone and say, hey, no longer going to use this credit card. Um, I've already cut it up, but I need to work out a payment plan because I will never be able to pay this off. Usually what happens is is that the credit card company will say, okay, we'll knock your interest down to zero. You can no longer use this uh, credit card and you have to pay a minimum payment of X, and so they'll give you a dollar amount of what you should pay. So do that across your credit cards and really come up with a payment plan because it's going that hurdle is going to be a heck of a lot lower. It's probably going to be over a five year time horizon, and that's a great way to start. You know, there's there's tons of predatory things out there. So you know, some of these debt consolidations, we've seen a debt consolidation that they were charging 137 percent interest. And
2: what? And so talk about never being able to come out of that hole. Yeah. So really watch out for the terms. Of if you are going to take that route of debt consolidation, read those terms because 137% interest is
3: insurmountable. Yeah it really is and and there's there's programs you know Debtors Anonymous is a great resource We love Debtors Anonymous. Yeah, for individuals that really are struggling with debt and you know Christina and I attended a Debtors Anonymous to see just what it was about and it really it's a powerful group and it and it really helps people in the same way that like Alcoholics Anonymous has that, has that ability to create community around a, a like problem. You know, that is something that we absolutely recommend for somebody that, that feels as though they cannot do this themselves. It's a vicious cycle because
2: they prey on your lack of ability to understand and also mm-hmm. your fear of facing your debt. So they're going to put in this crazy
0: interest rate because they know that you're not going to look at it. So what is a tool wow. like Debtors Anonymous provide?
3: So they provide a 12-step program in terms of how to actually overcome debt. So it 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 touches on both the emotional and the financial aspect.
2: And it's free. It's an amazing community. Yeah. Wow. And so they'll they'll actually help you. A lot of the worksheets that we've created for Mana Money School or online program, they have very similar programs as well, where it's a, you know, it's a spreadsheet that, that has you just lay out all of your debt, the interest rate that you pay. And the monthly payment, right? And just come face to face with your debt.
1: Okay.
0: Pivoting away from debt mm. and moving into
1: that debt made me feel safe. Saving.
0: Sucks. How about the conversation of saving to buy a house? Does that how does that make you feel, Seth? Is that all like, the vibes? And yeah, like, like how do we do it? <laughs> <How> <laughs> we turn the yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That feels exciting. Future oriented, family, yeah, stability. Raising.
0: Raising the energy around that conversation. Yeah. No um, more
1: landlords.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how you do it
2: um, is is the amount of time that you have to to actually buy that home. So I think the question was in two years time, right? Yeah. And so if you really want to think about that, what you want to do is think about the down payment required for the amount of home you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if it's a million dollar home, right, you'll want to save two hundred thousand for the down payment. Twenty percent down payment is usually the goal because anything below that it is possible, but you will have to pay mortgage interest until you reach that twenty percent threshold.
3: So, in Christina's example, you know, a million dollar house and the mortgage is going to be two hundred thousand. We always recommend having an additional like sum of money to like, help with repairs and everything that is inevitably, you're going to want to buy furniture, you're going to want to do things. So we do recommend having more than your down payment for that. But, so our
2: clients that are saving for a million dollar house, the goal is like $225,000 typically.
3: As a just house savings fund.
2: Exactly. Correct.
1: And yeah. if you think about that,
3: you know, 225000 well, you need to be saving $10,000 a month in order to get to that goal. So, you know, if you want to do that in two years, that's how much you're going to have to save. So having that, you know, that real conversation with yourself of, hey, what is that dollar amount that I need? How many months do I have to get there? That's going to be an important distinction because, you know, saving $10,000 for, for a lot of people is going to be super challenging. So... You know, maybe you have to increase your time horizon or decrease the amount that you're going to put down. You know, there's lots of different options. But But we
2: do know people who are like, you know what, this is my dream. I want to do this. And so what they do is we have we know someone that's moved in with their parents and they're like, we're not going to pay rent. Until we reach this goal of buying a house, which bravo, if you know that's exactly what you want.
1: I'm like, but what about the, the emotional rental space that your parents that are taking in totally. your, your brain? brain. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> my, my block. I was like, why would you do
2: that? <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <insane>. <laughs>
1: that's like, that's a different kind of debt. Right.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But then if, if we think about that time horizon, so we talked about that high yield savings account and why that's in a cash account is because you could need that money tomorrow. Mm
0: -hmm. But if you know that
3: you're not going to be buying a house for six years, that's where investing becomes so important because compound interest, having time in order to invest that is the thing that you can actually build true wealth and you can start to actually see money on your money. You know, if you have a year's time, no, you shouldn't be investing. It really, like anything could happen. Look at what just happened this first quarter. But if you do have the benefit of time, that's really where investing in combination of savings can really start to pay off.
0: Where do you suggest people start when it comes to exploring investment options? We should talk about investing now.
3: Sure, you know there's online options. They're called robo advisors, and there's a few of them. Like Elvest is a is a wonderful platform that's specifically focused around women. It's helping people save, um, and specifically women save based on the trajectory of their income, based on the fact that women typically keep more money in cash than they do invest. So we we love that platform. Wealthfront, Betterment are two other platforms. And what's nice about these is that if you don't have investing savvy, um, they'll do a lot of the legwork for you. So you'll say, hey, I have figured out I can save $2,000 a month. I've got, you know, $40,000 in this account. How long is it going to take me to get to my home fund goal? And they'll help you construct a portfolio actually to do that. Because... Putting all your eggs in one basket is something that we uh, always advise to avoid in investing until you've amassed a significant sum of money because you want to have the highest probability of achieving your goals. And so by using that sort of platform, you can get diversification and actually see more consistent growth. And
2: then if you want a more personalized approach, um, there are advisors just like us that work with all a whole slew of different types of individuals and different needs. And so our network, the XY Planning Network, they have a great tool where if you want more hands-on individual advice, you can go in and type in what you're looking for and the expertise that you want in terms of an advisor, and they will actually help find you an advisor. That's amazing. How much
0: is like a buy-in for getting just like blanket investment advice? Like how much would that be out of pocket for, the, for an individual?
3: Similar to these uh, credit companies, there is no normal. So, you know, robo-advisors, they're going to range anywhere from like 0.25% up to 1%. Uh, working with financial advisors, I mean, we like seeing fees below 1% of assets that are being managed, but heck, there are a lot of advisors that charge so much more than that.
2: So, so I think that's a good, you know, between 025 and 1% if you're looking for tailored investment advice, that's a really good guide. If someone's trying to charge you over that, walk away fast.
3: Yeah. And that's really just specifically for investments. Um, So you know, if you're looking for a full-scale financial planner, a lot of times that's a fixed annual fee and it'll just really depend on your complexity and your needs. There's a lot of different firms out there. So it's always good to find one that's more tailored to what, what you specifically need and the expertise that they have.
0: And you guys do something really excellent that you alluded to, which is your online money school that is really geared towards people just entering the workforce in their 20s and educating on all the things that I firmly believe they should have taught us in school instead of like algebra or, you know, but like, like, why didn't we get this type of information? But where can people find your online course?
2: online course is on mana money school. So M a N a money school.com.
3: Yeah. And it's really like a a great primer. So our goal there was to kind of take some of the best things that we do for our one-on-one clients and be able to deliver it to a much wider audience. So, you know, it's, we, we say it's for people just right out of college, but honestly, we've had friends that are older than us take it. And they've also been kind of astounded by some of the stuff that they just were never taught. Unless, unless you experienced it along the way, you know, no one's teaching it. So covers anything from taxes, insurance, investing, saving.
2: And getting out of student loan debt, which is a really important thing for this millennial generation. We are the most debt burdened of any generation. Hit up our friend, The Student Loan Planner. He and his entire team do thousands of student loan plans specifically. And they do it at a fraction of the cost of most financial planners. So the studentloanplanner.com, he's amazing. His entire team is equipped to, to really handle people who have hundreds of thousands of student uh, loan debt.
1: Like that has got weigh so heavy on someone. I've talked to my friend who has like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and I brought it up with him and he was just kind of like, Yeah. And I could tell like even just the mention of it is so it's like exactly that word insurmountable. It's like, it's almost like this thing that you have to put out of your mind, but it's still, you know, it's there and it makes your envisioning of your future like nearly impossible because you have to, you can't like get around that. That's all you can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, okay, this is really good. I'm so happy that 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 guy exists. You guys,
0: no, I apologize for the pun, but you're such a wealth of knowledge and we're so grateful (laughs) to have have you on the show show, and to help guide us in our lives. lives. Tell our listeners where they can find more information from you guys. So for,
2: if you just look up Mana Financial, you'll be able to see everything. So Mana Financial Life Design is the name of our registered investment advisor when we give private investment advice. And then Mana Money School is our online program. Again, mostly for people in their 20s. But if you're just getting started and you want to build a solid foundation, Mana Money School is a great way to start at any age.
1: Let's be honest. We're all in our 20s when it comes to money because nobody ever taught us a goddamn thing.
0: So true. And you said this the last time you're on the show, but will you give us the definition of Mana again? Because it's such a beautiful name name for your your business. business.
2: So mana is an ancient Hawaiian word for power unrelated to wealth. And we know that everyone has the power to gain or lose mana in everything that we do.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like you're a chi. Sure is. Cool.
0: Christina and Stephanie, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thanks for
1: having us. It was a pleasure. I'm going to call you guys back and learn about investing, BRB.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us today. Please join us for the next eight minutes and 46 seconds as we honor the memory of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, Sean Reed, Tony McDade, and so many others that have lost their lives in the hand of injustice and racism. We thank you again for joining us.